What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And I stream over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. Check me out over there. And uh, in the meantime, we are here with another exciting installment of Overthinking MTG. This is actually episode number 31, and it's pretty crazy that we've been going for a full month now, no matter what month it is that you're listening to this. So that's pretty fun. All right, let's go ahead and look at a random card, because that's what we do around here. And I'm going to talk about it for at least 10 minutes. All right, so we are looking at Guardian of the Gateless, which is a kind of an awkward name. I can appreciate the alliteration. Gateless. That's an... Okay. I didn't realize that was a thing, but all right. And let's see. We are looking at a 3-3 uh, a three, three for four generic and a white. It's an angel with flying, naturally, because angels generally fly. And when Guardian of the Gateless... So, okay, let me start over. That's not a win. That just says... Guardian of the Gateless can block any number of creatures. Ooh. And whenever Guardian of the Gateless blocks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature it's blocking. Ooh. Ooh, that is spicy. I like it. So this actually is pretty great. This particular version that we're looking at was printed as an uncommon in Conspiracy, Take the Crown, and it looks like it was originally printed in Gate Crash. Um, okay, so given the way that the Ravnik and guilds work and the fact that they all have guild gates and that's kind of a big old thing for them, um, I'm guessing that the idea behind the Guardian of the Gateless here is that she is a being of justice who will look out for those who do not have a home within one of the guilds on Ravnica. So it looks to me like her objective is to protect people. And that comes in big time in the flavor text, or not the flavor text, sorry, there is no flavor text on this one because there's a lot of rules text. It comes through on the, the flavor of this card very nicely because it can block any number of creatures. And that alone right there, it has flying and it can block any number of creatures. I love it. I think that's fantastic because in white, there are so many ways to prevent damage, to grant protection, to, um, I don't know, there, there are so many ways to make this creature just an impenetrable wall that your opponent's attackers just cannot get through. The very first one that comes to mind for me is Rune Tail Kitsune Ascendant from... Kamigawa. It was from the original Kamigawa. There was a whole cycle of creatures that were legendary creatures when they came out of the battlefield, and then when a certain condition was met, and for most of them, the condition was supposed to be very difficult to achieve, but once you achieved that condition, it flipped uh, upside down, and when it was upside down, it became an enchantment. And so there were a number of creatures um, that had similar effects, or that that template anyway that that layout where you can flip it upside down um you know once a certain condition was met there were there were a whole number of them from that cycle and to be honest i really dug it i'm kind of bummed that they never went back to that although they kind of did with um with the double-faced cards you know that's something that they kind of touched on it so or they, they came to a similar effect and uh okay i can appreciate that in any event so the flip cards Runetail, Kitsune Ascendant, it is a, a creature, I believe it's a 3-drop, I think it's a 2-2 two, two for 3, Legendary Fox, you know, it's Kitsune, and when it flips uh, upside down, it becomes Runetail's Essence, which is an enchantment that simply says, 
prevent all damage to creatures you control. Um, I may have actually mentioned that on the podcast before. I know I've mentioned it on my stream. I love that card. It is very cool. And the main reason that I love that card is because its flip condition is when you have 30 or more life. Well, fun fact, in Commander, you start at 40, and you have to have a... um, a legendary creature as your commander. So you can have Runetail as your commander, and on turn three, basically just prevent all damage to all your creatures. So that's pretty great. The only problem with that is it locks you into mono white for your entire deck. So what we talked about yesterday with Mentor of the Meek, yeah, you need to have Mentor of the Meek and cards like that that are going to draw you cards um, that are going to ramp you up. So you need to have Mentor of the Meek. You need to have Smothering Tithe. Fortunately, you have access to a lot of good board wipes, and that's something that you know is really helpful in a lot of Commander games. So, all right, that's something that White has going for it, I suppose. But uh, in the end, you need a lot of card draw, and that's just something you don't have. Now, if you do have Runetail's Essence out, and perhaps you have it in a different deck, you know, perhaps you have it in the 99 and you're able to get it, something like Guardian of the of the gateless here all of a sudden you can block any number of creatures so if your opponent swings out with 50 goblins or their prosh that they just sacrificed a whole bunch of kobolds to you can just get in front of it no matter how big their army is okay so prosh isn't a great example because it's the one um but i believe it does have trample and so in that situation, because you're preventing all of the damage, nothing is going to kill this, and so nothing's going to trample through. So it is just going to... I'm fairly certain that's how that works in that situation. Man, trample rules get weird once you start stacking other stuff onto it. But that's another story for another day. We will definitely get there. But um, yeah, so as a result, Guardian of the Gateless then just becomes a brick wall. And if your opponent swings with a lot of things, that's the other ability on this where... It gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature it's blocking. So if your opponent does swing with a whole mess of goblins, you know, swinging in with 50 goblins against this, even if you don't have anything that can prevent the damage, it's going to get plus 50, plus 50 as it blocks every single one of those damn goblins. So this card by itself, and I know 50 is a little hyperbolic. You're not usually going to see that situation, but man, token generators are crazy. So you never know. If your opponent swings at you with 50 1-1 goblins, hell, let's make them 2-1 goblins just for kicks. They could be 9-1 goblins. Doesn't matter as long as, okay, in that case, if they had trample, that's a thing. But let's assume they don't have trample. For the sake of simplicity, 1-1 goblins, 50 of them swinging in. Well, Guardian of the Gateless is going to get plus 1, plus 1 for every single one of those. So it's going to block all of them, and so you have 50 1-1s coming at it. Now, if they're 1-1s, this is going to come out in Guardian's, Guardian's favor 100% all day, every day. If they're 2-1s, mm, okay, it's going to play out a little bit differently. So if they're all 1-1s, they, they swing in. Guardian of the Gateless blocks every last one of them. Gets plus 1, plus 1 for all of them, and so now it is a 53-53. It's going to have 50 damage marks marked against it, but it is going to deal 50 damage divided as you, the defender, chooses across the entire board. Presumably, you would spot one damage on every single creature. So, Guardian of the Gateless can single-handedly stop and survive an infinite number of 1-1 tokens, or an absurdly large number of 1-1 tokens. That's insane. And then, you have a creature with base power toughness equal to whatever the number of creatures that attacked you plus 
three. So if you have a situation where, let's say you have an altar of dementia down, which is an artifact that costs two, and you can sacrifice a creature and force a player to mill cards equal to the power of the creature you sacrificed. So let's say somebody swings at you. I mean, actually, I can see doing this in a commander game where if you have one person who's like just ahead of absolutely everybody and there's nothing you can do to stop them, put Guardian of the Gateless down and have your other buddy who's playing... Um, who's playing aggro with a bunch of little weenies that doesn't really stand a chance, swing into your Guardian of the Gateless, buff it up, sacrifice it to the Altar of the Dementia, because it's going to be freaking huge, and then you can sac yeah, sacrifice it to the Altar of Dementia. Um, and actually, if you stack it out correctly, you wouldn't even need to kill your kill the um, or deal damage back against the, the attackers if you wanted, because uh, Guardian of the Gateless can block them all, they're all blocked. They're not going to hit your face. And then before damage is dealt, you can just sacrifice the guardian. Your your buddy with all the little, you know, your aggro buddy survives just fine. And then you mill out whoever is going to combo off next turn um, with the Altered Dementia. That is just a, a cool, fun interaction. Just kind of a little thought experiment. Yeah. No, there are some cool shenanigans you can do with this. This has a lot of unique utility. And also just the flavor of it, I think, is really cool. It is a 3-3 three, three for 5. It's expensive. you got to invest in it. And if you're not going up against aggro, you're not going to see a ton of value out of it. So this is the kind of card that in like a draft scenario where a lot of stuff is going to be creature-based, great. If this is a, um, you know, if you're in a meta where there's a lot of low-cost weenies, this is great. I mean, in the, the current, like if you're playing Arena, best of one ranked, you're going to see a lot of mono white weenies and mono red rush is just part of the deal. It's what's going on. It's in the meta right now. And let's be honest, it's probably always going to be a part of the meta. You know, I have memories of a decade and a half ago playing against white weenie decks and mono red goblin rush decks. It's just part of the deal. It's, you know, it's a format of the game. And so having a card like this that can single-handedly just grind that strategy into the dust is awesome yeah i think it's pretty great now the only yeah I, I it's really cool i like this card a lot you know it's not fantastic it's kind of situational but man that one situation it is damn powerful and it's a defensive situation you know you're not gonna get you're never gonna buff it using its abilities before it attacks it's impossible you know you can buff it with other things but in that case it's just a 3-3 body with flying that you're messing with, and they're more efficient. They're more efficient flying bodies that you can slap enchantments or or buffs onto. Yeah, all in all, I really I really do enjoy this, and uh, I did have a Runetail deck that I actually made for my dad at one point, and I, I tried to make it work. It wasn't quite there. I had a lot of really expensive cards and not a lot of good utility pieces to get there. I had some really interesting stuff in there, I think, but at the end of the day, it just didn't quite. It didn't work. It didn't gel cohesively. Um, and I did. There was one other creature that did have the ability to block any number of creatures, but it didn't have flying. I'm trying to remember what the guy's name was. It was like a, I want to say Iron Fist something or Iron. Uh, anyway, it was a, it was a picture of a soldier. Well, it was a soldier in a picture in armor uh, holding a like a triple-headed flail, which kind of makes sense, you know, if it is blocking a lot of things. Anyway, but it was in there so that it could produce that same type of effect well guardian is a much better way to do that so yeah kind of you know there's a part of me that almost wants to 
dig back through my cards, find some of those old pieces and try to rebuild that deck and get a Guardian of the Gateless in there because it would definitely synergize. It would it would sing with what that deck is trying to do. Yeah, all in all, this is pretty slick. I like it. And the other thing that I really dig about White specifically is that a lot of its cards seem to be geared specifically toward hosing black and red in various ways, like more than the other colors. You know, like there are ally colors and enemy colors. That's part of the color pie. We see it all the time. And there are blue cards that are all about stopping um, green and red. You know, like it happens because they're more chaotic. Blue's more orderly. Okay. Or not necessarily orderly, but more thoughtful. Okay. You know, you see some of that. But I feel like white, like this is just full on stop goblins i mean actually it looks like those are goblins in the picture that it's <laughs> that it's fighting like it's just like red rush weenies stop it stop them all they must be they must stop they must be killed immediately and it's just a brick wall that can completely shut down that strategy like i love it all the like graveyard hate stuff and all the the cards that like um prevent players from playing out of their library or out of their graveyard that kind of stuff is just all like no black players do not get to do the thing that black players want to do and this is like no red players you do not get to do that thing you want to do (laughs) i like it i like it a lot um yeah white is very much very stern about that and they're very set on their way um, which is kind of their style right that lawful that lawful good is very much where they where they land that's interesting yeah, so this has been fun. Guardian of the Gateless, I'll definitely want to check this out. Like I mentioned at the top, I'm over on Twitch. You can hit me up there. There's a link in the comments below. Um, I also have a Discord server if you want to pop by and hang out. We have a lot of fun talking about like weird deck brews and also just, just kicking it and having some fun. All right, guys, this has been fun. As always, how many more times can I say the word fun? I'm guessing at least three. Fun, fun, fun. All right, catch you next time.